everyone. This is Pat Hickey, your host of This Week at the Capitol, Nevada Charter School News You Need uh, for this coming week. Happy spring to everyone. Um, last week was sort of a quiet week in between the passage of bills in the first house, and now we're heading down the final stretch and laps to, to reach the end of the legislature. I'm excited today because we have our first interview uh, with someone you know and, and someone it's important that you hear from, uh, that person being Jason Guinasso, who is the chair of the State Public Charter School Authority. Uh, Jason, it's great to have you with us and speaking to our CSAN leaders and teachers and parents. Uh, welcome Welcome to CSAN. Well, thanks, Pat. I'm uh, glad to be here and uh, happy to get another opportunity to uh, uh, speak with uh, the school leaders and folks in the charter community about what's going on in uh, Carson City. Well, there's a lot going on, as you know, and this week on Wednesday, and there'll be more information in the, the newsletter below uh, the podcast with Jason's interview here, uh, this Wednesday we're going to be hearing two of the bills that passed in the Assembly, now going over to the Senate side, those being uh, Assembly Bill 78 and Assembly Bill 462, which we'll have Jason talk about here in just a minute. But before we get to that, um, this legislative session has been a very interesting one for us in the charter school community. There have been some real legislative challenges so far in the 2019 session, uh, particularly the moratorium and some other challenges. But it, from, from your point of view as the chair of, of the authority itself, uh, how has the charter school community responded? Have we stepped up to the plate? And, and what are the issues uh, that we've addressed as you see it, Jason? Yeah, you know, I, I, first of all, I'd like to say that I think that the um, – conversation that we've had since the legislate uh, this legislative session has begun um, has actually made us stronger as a uh, charter community I think uh, uh, the tough questions that are being asked by the legislature have uh, caused us as a charter community uh, to come together to articulate our the value that we add to Nevada's overall education portfolio and uh, and to be able to articulate how we are leading the way, if 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 it's the state's goal to be the fastest improving state for for education in the nation, uh, then um, charters are leading the way in that regard. And so this legislative session has really given us an opportunity to tell that story, uh, while at the same time uh, taking responsibility for things that we need to improve upon. Uh, uh, things like um, uh, diversifying our uh, the the portfolio of students that we serve, making sure we have high quality seats to underserved populations, um, you know, making sure uh, that uh, our lower performing schools are um, are uh, performing at a, at a high level, and uh, and then just being able to. Um, be transparent and accountable, you know, for uh, the work that we're doing uh, with the public's dollars. Well, that, that's true, and and all of that was sort of combined in AB 462 um, that tried to bring forth a moratorium or a stoppage 
of uh, the growth of charter schools uh, in Nevada. Uh, you talked about uh, our voices being heard, and I think they were rather effectively, as you know, countless uh, students, teachers, parents, school leaders, and others uh, testified before the Assembly Education Committee and I think had a very compelling effect uh, upon them in the charter school community telling its story. So w- why was the moratorium itself, which, which has been eliminated from the bill, as you know, but why was it such a bad idea at this time? Well, it, it really wasn't a well-thought-through idea. because It was more of a, a, a solution ser- searching for a problem. Um, and that's, that was exposed in legislative hearings as uh, parents, as teachers, as school leaders came forward, and we kept asking uh, the committee, what problem are you trying to solve? The committee really couldn't answer that question as to what problem the moratorium would solve. But what we did find is that a moratorium would actually uh, cause more harm than any perceived good in that it would inhibit us from opening high-quality seats uh, for a backlog. We currently have a 6,000-student backlog, in our, at least at the, the state public charter school authority level. So all those students would uh, not have the opportunity in the next two years to uh, get into a, a quality charter school. It also would put a stop to the progress. Over the last four years, we've made great progress in diversifying our portfolio, that is serve, having equitable access uh, to uh, high-quality seats for all students, regardless of demographic. A moratorium would have stopped our progress in its tracks for the next two years. And um, and so those, those two um, primary harms uh, juxtaposed to the fact that this moratorium idea really wasn't solving a specific problem. Nobody could point to a specific problem in our charters that justified, you know, the uh, the need for a moratorium. I, I think those stories that got out, or those stories that were imposed upon, I think the legislative committee and the conversation that developed beyond that. I, I have to really give credit to uh, uh, Chair Thompson for his willingness to engage the charter community and to meet with uh, several stakeholders to really get a better feel for what the issues were because the bill that we have now actually makes us better. Um, It makes us better in that having a strategic growth plan uh, allows us to communicate clearly and uh, transparently uh, where we intend to grow. Um, having a, uh, a people uh, 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 that is a, a study for uh, the need, a need study is what I think it's called, um, that helps us articulate uh, the areas where charters are intending to grow. Um, I think having site uh, evaluative visits are th- things that we're doing already uh, that allow us to tell the story of the good work that our uh, educators are doing. And so uh, this bill actually makes us stronger as a sector and it, it came because one CSAN and and uh, our, our the charters in our uh, state uh, stepped forward to tell the charter story effectively uh, two it came because there was some humility and leadership to be willing to engage us in a in a reasonable conversation and then three we were able to come to some consensus on what would actually make the charter s- sector better and we realized at the end of that conversation that a moratorium was not the answer well, I'm, we're speaking here today, and you're listening to Jason Guinasso, the chair of the State Public Charter School Authority, and, and he's just addressed uh, 
Assembly Bill 462, is, which, as I said, is going to be heard this Wednesday, approximately 1 or 1.30 p.m. in Senate education, uh, having passed, I, I believe, unanimously or almost uh, completely on, on the floor of the Assembly. Uh, you've already talked about AB 462 and some of the changes that will be in there, minus the moratorium as those being constructive things that uh, w- will make us more transparent, will we'll help in the planning process, and, and hopefully create greater collaboration uh, and communication with the districts and others. The, the other bill that's important, and it's especially important to your authority, is Assembly Bill 78, uh, which was passed, I, mm-hmm. I think, unanimously on the Assembly side. Why don't, why don't you tell... Uh, our school leaders hear a little bit about what AB 78 does because uh, it's the bill put forward by the authority uh, to improve some things yeah. uh, with respect to how schools are regulated and managed here in Nevada. Yeah, thank you. The I'm, I'm excited about AB 78 because it specifically addresses some of the major criticisms of the authority over the last couple of years. And so one criticism was that the authority uh, wasn't fulfilling its support role of the schools under its care. Um, there was a debate as to whether or not um, the authority was a, uh, a local education um, uh, agency. agency or whether we weren't. And when you're a local education agency, there's implied uh, a responsibility to provide greater support to the schools under your care. Uh, local, an LEA is what they're commonly called, um, is really what, a, as you know, a school district is. And so um, we're clarifying that in this bill and saying, yes, absolutely, we are the LEA. And you can expect as a result of us taking on that responsibility um, fully and completely, uh, that we're going to provide greater supports to the schools under our care. So I'm excited about that. Also, um, we've been criticized for by, by different folks for not providing enough oversight or not providing strong enough oversight. So this bill will allow us to have uh, uh, complete regulatory authority so we can promulgate our own regulations and develop you know stronger systems of accountability uh, without having to wait for each legislative session to uh, come to, to do that good work. It also the bill also um, requires transparency uh, for the authority itself. So every year uh, we have to produce a report. Um, every th- I think every third year we're having an audit. Uh, this is voluntary, sponsor-driven accountability and transparency so that uh, the public and the schools that we serve can know that we're uh, doing our job and doing it at a high level. And if we're not, that we can be held accountable for our own um, for, for our own lack. And then the other issue we've been criticized two for— Two new board members are going to be added ac- as well. Absolutely. Two new board members are going to be added. And that's, that's a key piece because it ties us closer to the Nevada uh, Department of Education— and uh, the board, um, and uh, the, the, in fact, the two new board members will be appointed by uh, the higher ed board, uh, which I think will— Not higher ed, the state I mean, board of I'm, education. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. The state board of education misspoke there. But that state board and our entity really need to be working together. The state board is really the leader in the state as far as education policy goes, and we want to be responsive to their leadership and be more collaborative. And so that's going to fulfill that, um, uh, that space. And then um, equitable access, you know, as we spoke about a little bit earlier, one of the criticisms of the charter community is somehow we're not serving a diverse 
a group of students. I, I would note that we are our portfolio is a majority uh, minority uh, portfolio. That is, we we are serving a more at risk and more diverse uh, population than we ever have in our in our history as a um, as a uh, charter sponsor. However, we can improve, and so. Um, the equitable access piece of AB 78 will really remove all ambiguity as to whether or not we serve children with disabilities because apparently there was something in the statute that gave some question as to whether we serve all, whether we serve all children with disabilities or not. Um, this bill makes it clear absolutely every charter school, uh, every public charter school, just like every traditional public school, has to serve all kids that come through its doors, including students with disabilities. And then finally, um, the last piece that we uh, have attempted to solve with this bill is to have a home for ASD schools. Now, our bill accomplishes that as well as a bill presented by Senator uh, Dundero Loop in, in an attempt to find a, a, a home for the four existing ASD schools as well as for two schools that were approved by them, uh, neighborhood option schools. So the bill does a lot, and ultimately um, it's going to make us uh, stronger and more effective at what we do. Well, that, that's really good news, uh, hearing from Jason Guinasso, the chair of the SPCSA. Uh, the other good news for, for you all is you, you have a new executive director uh, in the person of Rebecca Fiden that was uh, appointed just recently by Governor Sisolak. Uh, we really appreciate the governor's selection and uh, his support for uh, what members of CSAN felt was uh, a very, very well-qualified person uh as the new executive director in Rebecca Fiden. Um, would you like to just share a little bit ab about her? We'll hopefully interview her soon once she uh, gets, uh, you know, acclimated and all those things. But uh, why is she such an important new figure for uh, the Charter School Authority? Well, a as you mentioned, uh, there was certainly no one more qualified than her. Uh, we we uh, had 23 uh, qualified applicants, and she was head and shoulders above the rest of the field in terms of her, what she's accomplished, and in terms of her competency. And that was great. But it was more than competency that distinguished her. It was really uh, leadership qualities and vision, you know, understanding her work ethic and understanding uh, that she's you know, already done some difficult work in the state of Nevada in putting together the um, Achievement School District and, and attracting high-quality uh, uh, providers of education to our state. Our priority at the uh, SPCSA level was to find a leader who would help us achieve what we, we think we want to achieve in the next three years, and that is to have high-quality seats for all students, regardless of demographic category. And so her focus on equitable access and her leadership in that regard is going to help us tremendously. And then, you know, this session we're taking on a lot of new responsibilities. The LEA responsibility, we're um, committing to um, uh, various things in AB 78 that we uh, spoke about earlier. We need a leader who understands how to manage uh, the scarce resources that we have and can lead a team of people uh, to accomplish all of the different uh, goals and objectives we have as, uh, as an, an authority. She clearly understood our need. Uh, she could clearly articulate a vision for the future. And I'm really excited uh, to see what she does in, in, in three years. And I, my prediction is in three years, we will not only be 
the leader in our state in terms of um, leading the way to being the fastest improving state in education in the nation. But we will be a model uh, uh, authorizer for the entire nation. Um, I think she has the potential to really distinguish us in that regard. So, you know, charter authorities and, and sponsors across the country will look to us as an example of how to do it well. And uh, it'll be a largely uh, because of her leadership, I believe. Well, th that's exciting. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, the charter school community ha has a, a debt of gratitude to you that, that's so Jason, uh, in, in lieu of there not being an executive director, you and other board members really had to step up. And, you know, one of the unique things about the charter school public authority board, it's uh, – it's an appointed board. It, it's a volunteer board. I mean, persons like yourself who work in the private sector, I know firsthand spent countless hours and weeks on serving the needs of the uh, public charter schools in the state. And, and we appreciate your leadership as well and, and, and all of your board members. And I think it's one of the reasons why we will be successful because we have such a dedicated group of volunteer public servants who are trying to make, uh, you know, public charter schools help make a difference in Nevada. And so it's, uh, it, it's great to have you and, and to, to listen to you today. We look forward to hearing from Rebecca soon. And uh, this week, I'm sure Rebecca or your agency is going to be testifying on Wednesday uh, when both of these bills, AB 78, are heard by the Senate Education Committee and AB 462. And I'm I'm, I'm sure we all will be paying attention, some of us attending and testifying. So thanks again uh, to Jason Guanasa, the chair of the uh, Public Charter School Authority in Nevada. And uh, that's it for this week. This is Pat Hickey. Please tune in next Tuesday for next week's edition of This Week at the Capitol, Nevada Charter School News that you need. <laughs>